Welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have the second episode of our deep dive interview-based show titled Let's Talk. This is the show where I conduct deep dive personal interviews with members from the film community, whether they're friends, close friends, members from the Cinemania team, uh, film Twitter enthusiasts, and so on. Basically, this is a show for you, the listener, and me, the interviewer, to get to know the people we follow on a daily basis. Everyone has walls, everyone has layers, and this is where we peel those back. So with that being said, my second official guest for this show is one of my good film Twitter friends um, from Lucy Goes to Hollywood and Jump Cut Online, all the way from the UK. We have Lucy Bugliss, everyone. Lucy, how are you? Hi, Dwayne. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm very, very happy to have you on this show. I've been wanting you, um, a part of the, I mean, back on the show in a while. We haven't been on the show in a while, so it's good to have you here. Welcome back. Um, you used to, usually you're on like a couple of shows, like every couple of months and stuff. So it's always good to have you back on the show. So I'm very happy to have you here. Um, how are you doing? How's everything? It's, it's good. Yeah. So I just got back from my hometown after the new year. So I'm just sort of getting back into things, you know, um, work and, and being back down south again. Um, Christmas is that weird period where nothing makes sense, you know. So you right. have like all the food and the drink and you don't and you don't know what day it is. And then you have to get back into the routine. So that's where I am at the moment. But yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah, I'm very happy to um, very happy to hear from you. How the holidays were all good too? Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff was good. Yeah, really, really nice. Just really chill. And that's what I needed, I think. So that's good. That's good. That's good. So, um, everyone, this show started off uh, like 45 minutes late. Um, I was really, really behind and stuff. I had to get, to, I had to get a new mic or phone in a matter of like 20 minutes and set up and everything. So, um, this is not my usual setup. So if anything sounds weird on the playback, uh, just let, just let you guys know we had some technical difficulties, but I had to get this show started because I had to get Lucy up on the phone, up on this show. I'm so excited. So, First things first, Lucy, we are diving into everything. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you scared? What's your feeling right now? I'm a little bit nervous because I don't really talk about myself in like great detail. Um, right. I talk about mental health and stuff, but I haven't really talked about like me. Mm-hmm. Where that's kind of nice because then I think people would get to know me on a more personal level and I, maybe I wouldn't be so scary to other people who might want to follow me or whatever. You know, I want to be quite approachable. Yeah, I will. Um, I, I, this, uh, the show. Um, it's about you. It's all about you. This is the show that's titled, the title is under your name. Um, you know, um, you know, I'm just a host and I'm just the one listening. So whatever you want to talk about, whatever you don't want to talk about, let me know if I bring up, if I bring anything too, too personal and that you don't want to, um, you don't want to speak about, then that's perfectly fine. Um, Hannah was on the first show and she, and it was a really, a really, really good show. And she kind of dive in, dived into everything, but I know a lot of people, um, they have stuff the way they just want to keep to themselves. And I'm, I'm, I'm certainly one of those people. So, don't don't ever feel like you could you don't ever feel like um that i am not like a i'm I'm a listener but i also understand that things can get hard to talk about which is why i do not go to therapy a lot you know so um (laughs) but this is a show where you know just me and a couple people that i'm close to that i'm cool with like we're just talking back and forth we'll have a general discussion you know this is something that i've always wanted to do with my close friends and whatnot um so i'm excited that you're you're um you're being a part of this show and stuff so um First things first, let's get into some just basic talk a little bit. Um, uh, how are you today? Like, what's your mood? Like, what's your mood like today and stuff right now? Today, it's a good day, I think. Um, like I said, I kind of wanted to, because it was great with looking, but it was so busy. I was out like every single day. Um, 
mean, I, I have anxiety on a general basis, to be honest, but I think today is a pretty peace day, and so thank God for that. <laughs> right. So today, today, right now, as far as anxiety levels, you're good and stuff? I think so. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, cause I, I, yeah, I'm someone who suffers from anxiety as well. So like, I definitely like there's there's, um, there's days where you feel comfortable to talk about stuff. Then there's days where you just like you just really can't. So um, that's that's good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that you're doing okay for the most part. Um, all right. So one of the so when I was getting this show set up together and everything like that, um, one of the reasons I kind of reached out to people to see who would want to be on it, see who would want to talk about some stuff. And uh, you were one of the people that I knew I wanted to talk to because I know every day um, you're you know not every day, but there's certain days where you definitely take to Twitter and you definitely like to talk about your feelings and what's going on and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people. Um, a lot of people. You, because you're right. There are people who don't feel comfortable with that, and it immediately gets gets turned off of people. People who um who kind of express themselves on an open level. Um, I definitely have never had had a problem with it, but there is a lot of people who kind of get turned off um by that and stuff. So I'm I'm curious as to as to why did you um why did you agree to this? You know, why were you so ready to come on a show like this where we'll kind of like talk about all the deep stuff and whatnot? I listen to lots of people like in my spare time because Ireland this for example is a good one but because it's just people talking about their life and their childhood and that kind of thing and the music that defines them in that particular show and I just think it's nice to know people beyond like I like films you know because like everyone knows that about me but they don't know things maybe about like what I do every day or you know my relationship or where I'm from or whatever and I thought it might be nice to sort of to delve into that and just sort of you know I'm a human behind the screen like anybody else and I think it's important to make that you know known to people which is why i agree to this to be honest yeah that's good so i'm very um very 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 happy that you uh decided to come on because i was actually surprised when you agreed to because i figured oh no i don't want any problems with that and i wouldn't have blamed you you know what i mean so um you know because stuff happens you know we all uh we all talk we all um go go through stuff and we all you know are sometimes whether we're sometimes we're afraid to kind of go through um it with other people and stuff and i'm definitely someone like you and i are, are friends but we're not like we're not on that level where like you can you and i can talk about anything and stuff like that you know I mean, maybe this show will help with that, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely interesting and very, um, it's actually, um, appreciative on my end that you're willing to just kind of express yourself when, um, and it seems like for the most part you're an open book, so that's pretty good. Um, so I feel like one of the things I wanted to, um, bring up is kind of, kind of like your, your blog let's talk about your blog for a little bit and stuff like that um in your reviews i'm a big fan of your blog your reviews and all that stuff some of your older podcasts <clears throat> and stuff i remember a couple years ago the way you and i met was through twitter and yeah. we met through twitter i remember i asked you to come on a show and uh you were all for it as like one of our horror one of our horror shows it was like 2018 um it was like you know around horus around october and you and i were talking about like halloween when it was coming out around that time and stuff like that so that was pretty much fun um so i wanted to get into your uh your blog and stuff um so talk to me as to what made you get into having your own film blog and whatnot yeah, the, the story behind the film blog, it kind of, it's a sad story and then it kind of gets nice after that point. Um, so basically, I had just graduated from uni and I was looking for a job. Um, I was living up north with my family at the time and I was dating Josh who lived down south. So obviously there was a long distance relationship and, and whatnot. 
Um, I found a job down south, but the thing is, it was like an unpaid internship, so it was a bit sort of shady, to be honest. Um, but I was kind of under the impression that I would get a job out of that. But mm-hmm. like three months down the line, they basically just made me redundant at like the age of twenty-two, I think I was. Um, and I was like, oh god, like you know, redundancy. You always associate that with like older people and stuff. So I kind of felt like a bit of a failure. Like my career hadn't even started at that point. Um, so I found myself basically like sitting at home, so bored, doing nothing. And Josh was like paying all the bills, and I just, <clears throat> I just felt so like you know, humiliated. And I wanted something beyond like just looking for jobs. I wanted to do something. Um, and it was actually Josh's mum that was like, why don't you, you know, maybe set up a film blog, maybe what you talk about, you know, you love films, you watch them every day when you're searching for jobs, why don't you do that? And I went, okay, cool. Um, and I thought, I need to think of a, of a name for my blog. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I was listening to Frankie Goes to Hollywood at the time, so it, I just thought I'd just steal their name, and they haven't sued me yet, so it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was and originally just talking to, like, you know, close friends on the blog you know my, my boyfriend would read it and my mum would read it and my friends and then something happened people just got interested in me and it was really surreal mm-hmm. and now that I have a full-time job and I'm lucky to be back at work again I've, I've learned how to keep it going on the side um and you know I'm kind of grateful for that redundancy because if it wasn't for that this blog probably wouldn't exist um kind of nuts yeah yeah so basically uh basically what you're saying is like it happened by accident by pretty much and like kind of the uh the growth of uh lucy goes to hollywood i've always loved the name and stuff like that so i'm glad you're able to keep it (laughs) um you know i've always been a huge fan of it and stuff i love the look i love the look of your website the logo is adorable and stuff you know what i mean and everyone um once they see the person behind the logo because honestly i don't think Correct me if I'm wrong. When I met you on Twitter, was it was your was your profile the logo and stuff? Yeah, because I went through a phase where I didn't want to show my face. As you, you know, I, I'm sure everyone's been there. You know, the internet's quite a scary place, and I just kind of wanted to do it as a sort of, oh well, you know, people who know me in real life know what I look like, but anybody else who might read my blog doesn't have to see my face. And then I eventually decided to put my face on there, and I got a lot of lovely comments from people. You know, like, oh, you look really nice or like your lipstick or whatever and then it's and then I kind of started using my face more professionally and that was quite nice it was a nice feeling to do that yeah well I mean I'm glad you just I'm, I'm glad you um decided to go there because I know there's a lot of uh there's actually a lot of uh critics and stuff who are who who are kind of afraid of like what the world will think because they you know some most of them are, are hiding behind of the uh the avatar and stuff and like Twitter especially is a dangerous place. It's a horrible place sometimes and stuff. Um, and it's like, so I definitely understand why um, that would be the that would be the case. Um, I'm glad you. I mean, it seemed like you went to a spirit. You went to a phase too, like where after you started showing, you, you started showing yourself more on social media. You got in, you got in, you, you you kind of got a little bit comfortable with yourself. Is that true? Yeah, no, definitely. The blog has helped me a lot in terms of like my own you know, self-confidence and self-worth. Like, obviously, the anxiety is still there, but knowing that so many people, you know, I get comments every day, and I don't I don't want this to be, like, a weird flex or anything, but I get lots of comments like, oh, you know, I love your work, you know, you make me really happy, I love reading your stuff. And, like, that's such a lovely thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, the, the fact that people are reading my stuff and going, oh, hey, Lucy, you really made my day today. I'm like, that is lovely. You know, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, and I just think, you know, obviously, I reached out to Jump Cut later on when, when I got a bit bigger, and, mm-hmm. and at the flicks they came to me the other podcast that I mentioned 
it just sort of grew from there and I, it's a bit of been a bit of a whirlwind that I can't exactly pinpoint when everything happened because over the past two years it's just sort of all kicked off in the most wonderful way you know like it's it's lovely I, I, I love it I love all the people that I talk to every day I'm just I'm so I, I feel blessed honestly I really do yeah, I'm um I I actually noticed that because I remember when I first uh when you and I first met, um because even my circle was very small when I first met you and I remember like, um for a while the podcast was like was like all UK people because I I um because I I didn't on Twitter I was only meeting a bunch of UK folks, so I remember it was like you I think I had um I had Bianca Garner on a couple of times and stuff and then I had like um Sarah Budry on a couple of times and Zo uh, Zoe uh Zoe um you know Zobo with a shotgun I had on I had her on and stuff um and then two of our members on the team uh they're they're from the UK so there was something about this UK growth kind of thing that I noticed that was going on back in like late 2018 and then all of a sudden a lot of this stuff just started booming like jump cut online was getting a lot of traction you were getting a lot of traction um I sort of watched your growth a little bit too because you you would go from like um you 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 went from like um this amount of followers to this certain amount of followers that you have now and now like basically you have a fan base and so how does that feel to have like people who wait to listen um who wait to, to listen to your stuff or wait to read your stuff or people who are anxious of getting into your work like you know a lot of that stuff for me um with the podcast you know for a while you get so used to like um just posting whatever and you know whoever listens to it is whoever listens to it but no one no one's actually like craving for it you know and now like now there's certain times where i have where it's like so surreal where there's people who ask about oh when's this show gonna be out and i'm like oh you're interested oh thanks you know what i mean so that's great um so how does that feel to be like to kind of have some sort of a fan base of people who actually reach out and um, look for your work and stuff like that it feels lovely but i also like i know that i now have a responsibility to sort of you know in a way watch what i tweet i guess because I know that, you know, I don't want to upset anybody. I need to be mindful of that. And I need to be mindful of sort of, you know, how I conduct myself, I guess. Um, and, you know, I know I know Twitter's quite personal and I, I get a bit sweary sometimes and everyone does. But I just, you know, I, I want to be approachable and that's kind of how I've always been. Um, and it's been really nice, you know, especially meeting people in real life. You know, like I go to like the local cinemas in London and people come up to me and be like, oh, hey, you're, you're Lucy Goes to Hollywood, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it just feels weird that people address me by like that sort of, that name you know um and it, it's it's so strange being recognized it happens sometimes it's nuts um and I, i'm i'm really privileged i don't take it for granted ever because you know I, all of this could go away overnight if i do something wrong right you know right <laughs> right 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 yeah. um I'm not here to like cause offense or you know or piss anybody off it's just me talking about films really Mm-hmm. yeah i know um i i listen i am um, because ev- everyone sees it everyone knows what it's like and stuff there is a lot of times where um twitter and just like trolls get the best of us you know yeah. um and like they get the best especially especially like when you hear like stories about something happening and stuff not getting um stuff not getting like you know when people are not getting the recognition they deserve and then it's kind of like um film twitter gets very divisive and it's very scary that a lot of times you know how like we all can um you know no one can just like express how much they love a movie anymore like they used to without being like some sort of bash you know what i mean like um one of my good friends from the uh one of my good friends from the podcast uh um you know as a group as a group of individuals as far as for the uh cinemania world team 
uh, we all have different tastes. If all of our tastes was the same, it would be boring. You know what I mean? We all have different tastes, but we all respect each other. And there was a there was a moment in time when there was someone in the group who absolutely did not respect people's choices and stuff like that and people's opinions and i just had to let her like off the team because like you don't need that kind of that, that kind of talks you know that kind of toxic nature um one of my good friends from the podcast too uh hannah hannah her favorite movie of the year is it chapter two and she gets like so much hate online about it and i'm like dude who cares you know what i mean like like it, it's fine you know so like my favorite movie of the year is a movie that people that haven't seen like loose and stuff like that but like i'm not gonna I'm not going to like ridicule somebody over their film taste and stuff like that. So that kind of, um, a lot of that stuff happens to you a lot online too. Yeah. I've never understood that. I feel like when someone has a bone to pick with you, that they can say the most horrible things online. And I think a lot of that is because you can't just hide behind like avatars and stuff. You know, and I, I, I bet loads of those people wouldn't say that to me in real life, but because they know that I can't do anything about it, they just, you know, kick off at me about whatever. Um, and I think that's partially why I chose not to review Joker on my website, because I thought I just can't be bothered. Like, I didn't feel strongly enough about Joker to get myself into an argument, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. I, I personally liked it. I thought it was really cool. And, you know, I, I respect people that didn't, but I just I didn't want to articulate that because I would get all of the people, like, kicking off at me. And I, just, I couldn't be bothered, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, and it's sad that it's come to that, though, isn't it? Like, you know, people shouldn't be... Oh, you don't you don't like this film? I hate you now. It's like okay, you know me and my friends have loads of different tastes in films, and I don't like kick off at them about it. I might like have a bit of friendly banter, but nothing more than that, you know. Right, exactly, and that's just like that just goes to how uh, people handle Twitter and stuff like that, or just social media in general, because not just Twitter, Instagram. Sometimes we get a lot of hateful comments on our uh, social media, and I don't know why. Like there was one time when I posted about the box office. Like I have nothing to do with box office. You know what I mean? Like I I can't control how much a movie makes, but I would post like a movie a movie that doesn't didn't do well, a movie that does well, and then we got comments about people like, oh, you just want to see if something fail. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I'm just posting the fact. Yeah. It's so baffling. I'm just posting the fact, and you know what I mean. It's not. I mean, I I have no control over box office. If I did, then all the movies would be successful, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's just goes to. Sh it's just like it's a really uh, it's a tough time. It's 2020 now, but like still uh, things things are getting getting a little bit out of hand sometimes. But um, let's get into more. Let's get into you a little bit more. What uh what so what is it that got you into films? Have you always been into movies since you were younger, or is it kind of like a new thing that you kind of got into a couple of years ago and you kind of stuck with it? Um, what got you into movies? Yeah, I've I've looked. Uh, films for a long time and I think it's, it's I've got my mum to thank for that because my mum is a big movie buff and obviously she would show me all the like the classic like animated ones when I was a kid um I remember I watched Mary Poppins on VHS so much that I broke the VHS like literally it just broke <laughs> because I just kept rewinds it and, and, and it and it just fell to pieces when I was a child um because I, I adored that film um and I kind of developed this like obsessive sort of nature when it comes to a film I really love you know obviously with Silence of the Lambs for example you know I've got a tattoo I've got artwork in my house I've got all sorts you know like I I, I become like I, I have like a passionate love for films and that might sound a little bit like naff but it's kind of that, that's just how I am you know um and obviously when I was you know early teens I was able to like watch horrors and my mum would let me watch horrors so my first horror I ever watched was the first Saw film funnily enough <laughs> oh yeah classic <laughs> one's brilliant right um, yeah it's classic yeah and that was my first tat tattoo when i was 18 i got the jigsaw piece on my foot on my leg um so 
yeah even my, even my tattoos that I do with films you know it's, it's it is my life and I think that's pe- what, that's what people have come to know about me like the first thing they know about me is Lucy loves films right and mm. I kind of like that because it does define me in a way I, I love the art form I really do that's great to hear you know because I um yeah I definitely stand by you I've always been into movies but I didn't become like a buff buff until like um until like right right before college I would say um because like the movies that I was into my mother kind of has a huge part of that as well because like my dad was never really into movies he was more of the sports guy but I was never really the sports guy you know even now like if you ask about like if you ask me about a team every time when I'm at work everyone just assumes that I like sports and I just, I don't care for it. So when I go to work and like one of, one of the hometown teams played last night, did you see that? Did you see that play by blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't freaking know, dude. I was watching a movie, you know, I don't like, I don't, I don't know. But I just kind of nod and say, yeah, yeah, it was great. You know? So I'm definitely someone who got into movies. I've always loved like horror movies. And that was one of the things that you and I connected on um, our love for horror and stuff like that. So I remember like one of the first horror movies that I saw in theaters was scream when I was younger and stuff. I saw scream. And then I saw like all those crazy ones, like saw, you know, um, cabin fever was some of my favorites when I was little Um, saw two. I actually, I actually enjoyed saw two a lot more for some reason. I don't know what it is about saw two, but that was like the, I saw Saw 2 in theaters the first time. I didn't see Saw 1 in theaters. I saw it on, like, DVD and stuff. But, um, yeah, I've always been into horror, so horror is always something that you could you kind of connected with since you were younger, too. Yeah, as soon as I was allowed to watch it, like, my mom was quite strict about not letting me watch horrors until I was, like, a certain age. I think I was 15 or 16, so I was quite late. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what she thought would happen if I watched a horror when I was young, but, hey, you know, I got into it eventually. Um, loved that, you know, I loved, um, I think off the top of my head now, because there's so many that I've seen. Obviously the classics, you know, like Halloween and stuff, like my mum went through this phase of showing me all the classics, um, which was great Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, all, all of the ones that you, you know, Poltergeist, the original one, um, all these wonderful things. Um, yeah, and I, I, I've always resonated with them because it's kind of like that adrenaline rush. Like, I don't like, I don't like roller coasters, I don't like, you know, the idea of like skydiving or like falling. But I like the idea of being scared, like, in a controlled environment. Right. Because a horror film can't hurt you. <laughs> but, like, a roller coaster could, because I'm, I'm a wimp in, in life in general. Oh, so am I. Don't even, hey, I, I, I hate... <laughs> I hate roller coasters. I don't understand what the big facade is. I I hate them. You know, the only thing I don't I don't mind is the I don't know if you I don't know if you guys have this like in like some of your amusement parks over there in the UK, but like there's this like slide kind of thing where you're in you're in like something and it goes into water kind of and it splashes all around you. Um, those things I'm fine with, but straight up roller coasters like the ones down here like. There's a roller coaster in Six Flags called the Superman, and I I've never been on it. I don't want to go on it. It's like the tallest roller coaster in Eastern, like on the east on the East Coast, and I can never do it. When I went to Disney Channel, not Disney Channel, when I went to Disney World, um, I didn't go on any roller coasters. I I was on the ground because I like being on land. You know, I don't like flights. I don't like heights at all. So I I'm listen. I'm right there with you. Don't even feel like <laughs> awkward about that at all. It's funny that you mentioned because uh, I went to Disneyland, the one in Paris, because they have a one in, in, in Paris. Um, oh, right. It's easier for us to believe. And um, we <laughs> we stood in line for a roller coaster for about an hour and a half, and we got to the front, and I chickened out, and my mum was furious. <laughs> she was like, what? We stood there for an hour and a half? I was like, I can't do it. And she was like, oh, my God, Lucy. <laughs> I, just, I just chickened out. I could not do it. 
I was so scared. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I'd never been into roller coasters. My dad used to like throw me on one, and I used to like come off of it crying and stuff. I, I like, I don't know. Even when I got older, like a lot of, a my, lot friends, of my friends, um, they get on a they get on a roller coaster, and they're like they're like coming off of it on like an on like a high, so excited. And I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you people? You know. So, um, yeah, I definitely understand that. But yeah, I've always um horror movies have always had like a special place in my heart i always give like e even the bad ones i always try to give it the benefit of the doubt um i don't know i just saw the grudge yesterday it was really bad um i, I i'm trying to avoid that but like you know when you have like that morbid curiosity and you really want to say it even though you know yeah it's yeah <laughs> it was um it was really bad and then i saw before christmas before Christmas break, my break, I saw Black Christmas, and that was really tough too. Um, but listen, there, uh, there's some exciting ones that I'm excited for for the uh, the year and stuff. So I mean, I'm always into horrors. I've always been into horror movies. I've watched them since I was like since I was like five years old. So um, that's something that you and I always connected on and stuff. So that's good and whatnot. Um, so as far as like becoming a film critic, you know, um, when did you decide that becoming a film critic was something that you wanted to do? I know you said earlier, um, you know, you kind of got into the blog, but I mean, like, did you always have in the back of the head, like at some point I want to become a, I want to become a film critic in this, in this space and stuff. And now that you kind of, and now that you are, you know, officially and stuff like that, does, do you feel the pressures on kind of keeping that going or there have there, have there been times where you wanted to like give up and not be a film critic anymore? You know what's funny? I went to university and I did film studies, but I was adamant I was going to be a filmmaker. Uh -huh. I basically said I'm not going to do any of the film journalism courses. I have no interest in being a critic. <laughs> you know, eat my words. Um, and it's just funny how I at university was so set on being like the next, I don't know, whoever, like, like some director. And then I was suddenly like, you know what? I'm much better at writing about films. And then I just completely scrapped that idea. But it's just funny because you get these ideas in your head and you don't always have to pursue them. And right. I've, I've realized it's okay. Like if your career is, isn't going in that direction, it's okay to change, right? I mean, in my in my day job, I write for like, um, like women's magazines. So I write more lifestyle news, but I'm still a writer. I just don't do film stuff necessarily. Um, so I balance that writing with the blog. And to be honest, it can get a bit exhausting because I'm just writing constantly, you know? And I feel like... Mm -hmm. That, you know, I don't want to sound ungrateful or anything, but it, it does, you know, you come home and you're just like, oh my God, I just don't want to write anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, I have felt like packing it in, but I honestly don't think I will. Um, I'm trying to write two reviews a week now. So starting next week, that is the goal for the rest of the year. We'll see mm -hmm. how that. So, yeah. so, um, so, so what is it? Is it like, um, when you're like <clears throat> when you're contemplating on like uh writing the reviews and stuff like that is it like is it does it have something to do with like you being anxious to write them or you kind of uh or is it just like something like you're just like exhausted by that point when you get home it's kind of both because you sit down at your computer and then obviously you've got all your notes and everything and you just think you start writing and you think oh my god that sentence is shit like i can't write i'm a terrible writer everything's terrible you know and you look at like other writers the worst habit I have is comparing myself to other people. Right, but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even friends, I love my friends. I love all my film Twitter friends, but I look at their work and I'm like, fuck, they wrote that so much better than I did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Like, Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, exactly, yeah. You have this show and you're doing a great job with it, by the way. And, like, you know, I've got, like, you know, my stuff and it's our own personal brand, our personal tone of voice. 
we shouldn't have to compare ourselves but we do mm. and I think that that is exhausting for me but in in the year ahead I really want to just focus on being myself and being what people are following me for they don't want a carbon copy of somebody else right they want to follow me um mm. which is an honor to be honest um but I, I want to just you know write in my style and not overthink it I guess um so a lot of it yes is down to physical exhaustion like oh I've written like four or five articles at work today I'm really tired I just want to have a nap <laughs> and some of it is oh man I can't write anything everything sucks so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's and that's the anxiety talking right and I know that right um yeah I actually listen I'm the same way because like um, there's a lot of times, especially uh, when you have like a day job and stuff, when this is not our job officially yet, you know, uh, you have a lot of because di- <clears throat> like my day job, it can get like really, really tiring and really, really like stressful and stuff like that. And um, spending some time with family gets a little stressful because I never have the time to. Um, but it also... I get home after I see a movie and it's so late and I'm like, I do not want to do a show right now. I'm exhausted, you know? And then I get into this problem where like, I say that I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into the show right now. And then like, it it goes days without the review. And I'm like, I know it's been days. I have to get this out. But like, it's just, it goes to show that, um, because then you feel like if you're not doing enough, then you feel like people are going to start leaving and start going to the next thing. Because that's what happens, you know. Um, people go to the next trend or the next whatever. And if you're like, if you have your review out for, let's say, Star Wars on like Wednesday or Tuesday after after it came out on Friday, no one's really going to listen to it because like it's more so you got to get those reviews out Wednesday, Thursday or that Friday or even the weekend, you know, if you can. Um you know, so I do get stuck with those because there's so many. If you go back to our archive from last year, there's so many reviews that are not up there because, like, I would see it late and then I would see it late at night and then I come home and then I have work in the morning and then I just I just forget about the review and stuff like that. Um, the big ones, I try, to, I try to make sure that I that I that I at least try to do, like, the big, big movies that come out. You know, like the Jokers and the Star Wars, or like, the big horror movies and whatnot. You know, like, It Chapter 2 and stuff like that. But there's a lot of times where I see the movies like Richard Jewell um, and there's no review for it. You know what I mean? Or movies like bombshell i still have to review that as well so um there's a lot of times where i get stuck in that kind of phase too and a lot of it is exhaustion but like the same way with you a lot of it is, is it's just i'm anxious i listen to podcasts all day and i'm and I'm, I'm always i'm always just focused on wow that podcast is so much better than mine or this is that or their voice sounds so much better or that or this person's voice is so much more enlightening than mine you come on this show you hear this deep voice guy you know for the most part and stuff and then you just and then you just kind of get turned got to get toned out or something well at least that's how i feel i mean i'm always getting compliments from like friends and um family and stuff like that but uh, you know you know but at the end of the day you still you're your own you're your own worst critic so i can i definitely understand that more than most you know yeah no definitely and i feel like um you know exhaustion it's a weird one isn't it because you you kind of you want to jump on trends and stuff but you've got to like look after yourself so it's a really it's a really hard balance and that's what i struggle with and definitely last year i didn't write a lot because you know a lot of bad shit happened in my life and i just sort of neglected the blog a bit and you know i just i've kind of decided to just draw a line under 2019 and just move on and focus on this year's films and not worry too much because you know unfortunately shit happens in life and sometimes you just don't have the motivation i guess but yeah 
No, I understand that. Um, so speaking of uh, speaking of speaking of that, um, what you said a couple of you know just now. Um, so I want to go back to like some older tweets and stuff, like um, from back last year, because it seems like 2018 was like a really really tough year for you. Um, so take us back. Why was uh, why was 2018 so hard for you mentally, individually, all that stuff? No, I mean last year was shit because basically my grandma died. Um, and it was very hard for me because I live, um, so 300, I think it's 315 miles door to door from me and my parents, mm -hmm. which to you guys doesn't sound like a lot, but the UK is quite a small country. <laughs> so, you know, we, we think like the North and the South is like so far away. Um, and it was really hard for me because I, I feel like, you know, I had a lot of guilt. I was like, oh, I wasn't there for her. I was, I was down South. I'm so selfish. And to mm -hmm. die the week before my birthday so I was basically like oh I don't, I don't want to have my birthday oh I'm I'm gonna cancel it and all this I, I beat myself up so bad because it, that's what grief makes you do right right and right 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 yeah we can talk about this okay now but like a few months ago I probably would have burst into tears but you know you, you kind of learned the process of grief eventually um and you know it was, we was gonna come up for her birthday and she'd um she'd very very difficult um, I went home to the funeral and everything and I just thought I needed time to just sort of be angry at the world and angry at myself and cry and eat pizza and whatever because you need to do that to yourself. I thought if I continued writing and I was going through that level of grief, everything I thought was awful, I'd probably laugh out with people on Twitter and I wouldn't mean it and I just I just had to take it easy, you know? Right. Yeah, it was a bit shit and I wrote a few reviews you know I did like um a few of the London Film Festival reviews and I did um a joint review with Josh and whatever but I just yeah my last review was like I just had a look on my website it was like December the 7th and then I just sort of went silent and yeah it was very inconsistent <laughs> but, yeah I, I know it's like a um because when I'm when I'm on social media and I see like um I see someone just go dark or it's someone who just like is kind of like lashing out or thing and that's what I would see um as far as from your end um last year and I would just like I remember there was a few times I'd reach out to you if you're okay and stuff like that and then there was times when I would ask you if you um wanted to come on some review and you're like oh you know not not really feeling it right now and I'm and I'm 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 not listen I am someone i'm someone who thoroughly would understand like you know i yeah I, it happens you know life happens stuff happens people pass away and you get and it's like it's really hard to bounce back from that um because like 28 2018 i didn't i didn't lose anyone per se the year before that i did um it was my father um you know and that was a really tough time i wasn't close to him but it was more so hard because um when you're not close to a family member and they're like your mother or your father, or like a sibling or something. Um, it's different when they're like aunts and uncles and cousins, you know what I mean? But when they're like your 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 primary, like a father or a uncle, you know, anything like that, you're more you're mostly like it's it's tougher because you feel like you didn't spend that much time with them. And that's how I feel with my father, because I feel like if if I would have known that he was going through so much, he took his own life. If I was known for us to know that he was going through so much, I'd try to be there as much as I could. So that was one of the things that was like struggling for me on my end. And I remember I was like, I went dark on like social medias. I went dark on friends and like I would lash out, lash out on um family members and no one deserves it because you're just it's mostly you just going through it you know what i mean and stuff like that so um i recognize that it wasn't the right thing to do and stuff and as far as like relating with you 
as far as um, your grandmother, uh, my grandmother's in the hospital. She's had like two strokes. And I know at some point I'm going to get a phone call from her end from the hospital that something's happened. And I'm kind of mentally preparing for that day to, to come because she's like in really, really rough shape, you know. So um, I definitely understand as far as that. And sometimes it gets hard because you want to put on a smiling face. You want to just go on these shows and you want to like um, you want to go into writing and you want to do this and that. Like there's so much that I want to do for this uh for this group and for you know as a, as a team but like there's so much life happening you know what i mean and it's tough and you started a, a podcast and stuff but then just stuff started happening and then you kind of um fell off with that too from last year as well so that's it, it's uh, and it, it, it's rough you know yeah i think you know with the podcast you know i i love doing it and everything but it was just as you know it's, it's a lot of work um and I, I've kind of put it on hold because I just feel like I want to focus on, you know, doing stuff like this, guesting on other things and write, writing stuff. I want to focus on improving my writing skills, I guess. So that's kind of what I'm doing. But in terms of grief and stuff, like, it's weird because it just comes out of, like, nowhere, you know what I mean? Like, it just sort of, like, when I think, when I thought I was getting back to things, I would see stupid things that would remind me of my grandma and I would just burst into tears, like, on the tube or something. You're just like, oh, my God, like, what is going on? But, like... The brain is so complex and it takes such a long time to actually process emotions, you know? Right. Um, so I was all over the place, you know? I was happy, sad, depressed, you know, whatever. I was drinking too much. I was eating loads of junk food. But, you know, unfortunately, life isn't always glamorous and you go through these moments, right? And it's mm. whatever you w would feel that would comfort you, whether it's a healthy coping mechanism or not. And unfortunately, that was kind of what I would do. You know, my diet was appalling at the time. <laughs> um but it was just something that got me through it I guess um because mm. I didn't want to lash out with you guys I didn't want to take it out on my followers or take it out on my friends or anything like that so I just sort of became like a bit of a cocoon and just sort of comforted myself um my boss was quite nice at the time because she let me um work from home thankfully I could do that so I basically spent a week like in my pajamas just like <laughs> writing articles and whatever but yeah, you're right. You never, you could never fully process it, and you can never. And there's a lot of guilt, and a lot of beating yourself up, mm -hmm. and a lot of like, what if I did this? What if I did that? But if you keep thinking like that, you're going to destroy yourself. Well, of course, yeah, you're right. Um, it's hard, you know. It's hard. Um, no one writes a manual for this type of stuff, you know. So, um, yeah, it's 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 really tough. But it seems like you're um you're getting into back to the, a little bit of a groove a little bit back into like back into some normal sanity and stuff so that's pretty good um to hear and whatnot um yeah it, it's 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 hard you know it's hard um there's no manual for it like i said um you want to reach out to those friends everyone always recommends therapy but then therapy is like um crap you know what i mean um so because I, I tried therapy and it, it's not it's 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 not that i mean i tried it a couple of times it's not what i wanted from it you know what i mean um they kind of just like watch you like ranch and i'm like can you tell me something that'll help you with this you know what i mean so um i definitely i definitely um understand it and stuff like that so um real quick i want to get into um like you mentioned josh and stuff like that and all of that um let's get into Let's get into um, some relationship talk. I love love, so I always love to hear stories of people finding love. And you've been with Josh for how long now? It'll be five years in. Oh, five years. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so how? Five years anniversary soon, yeah. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yeah. So um, how how did you guys meet and stuff? How did that start? What's that been like so far? 
Yeah, it was there. We met at university. So um, he was in the Creative Writing Society as like their vice president, I think. Yeah, vice president. And I just joined. Um, so he was a couple, he, he, what, sorry, not is, sorry. <laughs> he is a couple of years older than um, of course he, he would still be. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we basically met each other at the Writing Society and I was kind of drawn to him, not necessarily romantically originally, but it was sort of, I think you're a cool dude. You know, I like the kind of things that you're reading and writing. I like I like your interests. You like things. I was trying to be chill. Right. <laughs> so I'm really bad at putting my foot in my mouth. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to go and say hello to him. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, you know, because um, I'm from the northeast and the south. Uh, I thought, um, you know, all southern people were, were like you. And it turns out it, it's just you. And I don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> And he finds it hilarious because Josh is quite eccentric and Josh is quite like, he likes his hats and his suits and likes to dress and, you know, look very like smart and, you know, he's very well spoken. And I think I just sort of blurted out that he just embodied the stereotype that I thought that the Southerners had. And then I was like, oh, God, I've ruined everything. Um, but we actually became really good friends initially. And then right. um, fast forward like a year from when we met and then. He asked me on a date, so it was a proper date, proper sit down, meeting, wrestle, that kind of thing, and uh, it went from there. Basically, that's <laughs> great. It, oh, that's really good. I get a bit like mushy when I talk about it because I'm kind of I'm such a goof. I'm I'm not chill at all. I'm so anxious. Like I said, I'm just a uh, just sort of bumble my way through life. But uh, he he likes me for some reason, so <laughs> that's nice. Well, I mean, no, that's good to hear because, like, I mean, I um, listen. I love hearing people gush about their relationships, talk about people <laughs> that they that they love and whatnot. So, I mean, that's really, really good, really, really good to hear that he's been um someone um who's kind of been by your side this whole time. And like, when you get uh, when you get into those like how when you get into those kind of like um those like those those moods and stuff like that. I know last year was one of your tough tough years. Um, how is he to be around? Is he like he helped? He's a lot, really, really helpful and stuff like that and support and everything oh my god he's wonderful he really is he's quite a sentimental guy he's like a bit of a hopeless romantic and i think that's kind of why we get on so well because i know some guys um and, and some girls actually you know not aren't great with like feelings for example but josh is very good with like emotion and very good with feelings and that kind of thing so you know he would just like hold me and i would just rant to him and have a cry and we would like you know watch happy things together and try and get through things and watch funny videos and you know, he was with me at the funeral and, you know, I was, was holding on to my hand the whole time. And it's just, it's nice because I, I, I always said to him, like, I know you can't take away what happened, but just having you there means the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's just someone's presence is lovely. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, you can't take away the pain, but you can at least help it somewhat. And Josh is wonderful when it comes to that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's really that's, that's I mean that's really amazing to hear and stuff. Cause there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of relationships and, and couples and like personalities that people people are just like, um, if someone, I notice that a lot of people are quick to run away. So that's really really good that he's still he's right there by your side. You know he he's really good. Seems like he's really really good for emotional support. So that's very very happy to hear. Because um, when I first met my girlfriend, because uh, we were going on five years as well. Um, when I when I first met her, um, when I first met Dana, she uh, she had really really bad anxiety, and as someone who didn't understand, I was like, back when we got together the first time, <clears throat> I was fine, and I didn't I didn't understand what anxiety was, I didn't understand what this was like, why can't I was just like I was like such a douchebag at some points, like why can't you just be fine and stuff like that? But there was like 
something with Dana that I just did not want to leave her side and stuff. And so she's a lot better now. She took a lot of medicine and stuff like that. But like, um, and then now it's kind of rolls reverse. Cause then now I'm the anxious one and stuff. And now I'm, I'm have, I've been like, like my anxiety has been really bad since like early last year and stuff. And she, um, now she's the one who kind of has to comfort me whenever I'm like really, really in my moods and whatnot and stuff. So, um, especially with this, uh, you know, when I was uh, when I was trying to get the show together and stuff, and the USB thing wasn't working, I was like, I was freaking out. You know what I mean? Because you and I are like posting about this show, getting everyone excited, and then I like one of my main things that I hate is that I, I hate not being able to to deliver, um, especially when people when people are excited. You know what I mean? Everyone's like getting into it. Everyone's responding, saying they want to hear it. They can't wait to hear it. And then I'm having all this USB troubles, and I and I talk to her on the phone, and she's on the phone, and all she has to do is just like sit there and breathe and i'm like i calm down a little bit you know and then like and then i got it all situated while she's on the phone i'm like oh it works this is great you know and then that's what i texted you so um yeah it's definitely nice to have someone by your side and someone who could kind of be there for you so i definitely understand that um so is he into movies the way you are into movies or is that kind of something you had to you had to like get him into or is he kind of like a casual movie goer and he watches when you watch or how's that how's that like He's a lot more casual than me, but he does have his, like, favourites. So Josh's top two is The Aviator and American Cycle. So two very good choices. Um, he's also a big Silence of the Lambs fan, so that was great for us. Um, <laughs> Josh is big love in life. He loves, um, he loves Formula One. He loves motor racing. Um, so <laughs> it's funny. In, a, in our house, we basically have, like, pictures of, like, movie posters and, like, movie things. And then just random, like drawings of like cars <laughs> so it's very like you know two very different interests really shining through and um, because we have this shared space um and i do not understand motor racing i don't, I don't know what i'm talking about i just watch it and i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> you watch the indy 500 the one that you guys have um oh yeah understand that either i'm just like okie dokie <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's funny because we have things in common but also things that we don't have in common which is nice because I feel like, you know, we are quite independent people. So he's like, he's out right now when I'm doing this and we're totally chill. You know, we don't have to be together all the time. And I've always liked that about us because we can go off and do our own thing. And then we have like time together as well. So it's, it's, it's healthy to do that, I think. Right, right. Um, with me, like as far as um, so it seems like you and I are in the same boat because uh, uh, Dana, like she could not, she can care less about this whole movie type of stuff. She's into her favorites, like you said, like her favorite movies are like the Titanic and then the Finding Nemo and stuff like that. She's a big Pixar fan, big like Disney fan and stuff like that. So she, you know, um, so she went with me to this movie like The Lion King. She'll go to or like, uh, she's into comedies as well. So she loves her like 21 jump streets that was actually one of the first movies we saw together was 20 it was 22 jump street we saw together um for the first time movies like neighbors she's loved those kind of comedy and stuff like that but she's not like a buff like how you and i are and yeah. stuff and like there's some times where like i guess there's like it's good to have a balance because there's some times where i'm like you know i wish you were into these like like serious movies like the way i am like when i get all into my like festival mode and like there's a festival in boston i'm in in all these kind of movies she can't under she doesn't understand like she's like oh my god that's like too much and i'm like no it's like that's the joy that's the fun you know but i guess it's like 
it helps to have a little bit of a balance because I guess if you if if we're doing the same thing a bunch of times, we wouldn't have that much fun when we're together. I guess you know because like it's good like you said. I have my moments where I'm like doing my own thing. I'm at the theater and she's home or whatever like that, you know. And yeah, then when we're together, we have the best time, you know. So I definitely understand that. So that's good that um that you know you and you Josh helps out a lot and whatnot. So I'm definitely happy happy that you're happy that you found love and stuff like that that's really good i love what my friends do so yeah it's really great um let's get into back to some film critic stuff so one of the things i wanted to talk about is as a film critic myself uh we all know there's a lot of hardships for women in the industry um as a male i see it every day i see it all the time whether it's through social media film critics you know female film critics who are not invited to a lot of events and so on um so talk to me about talk to me about some of the hardships that you've had so far had that you had to face um with being a film critic a female film critic yeah i think you become an easy target for trolls i think because you know you get i don't really like the term to be honest but i can't think of a better term you know the kind of like film bros the ones who are like obsessed with like releasing the Snyder cut or whatever, and like you know, <laughs> all the ones have all that, and the ones that are like you know, like um, you know, they they love Joker and they love Quentin Tarantino and whatever, you know. And I'm and no shade of people who do, but you know, they they love it obsessively, and like they will jump down your throat if you say anything remotely bad about any of those things. Um, you know, I get a lot of people with like you know those kind of profile pics, like having a go at me and like insulting my appearance. You know, telling me to delete my account, telling me that I'm stupid, whatever. Um, and I think I don't know if they're just being assholes or if it's because I'm a woman. It's quite difficult to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, the hate has died down. I must admit, when I first came on the scene, I got quite a bit, but I learned to stand my ground, and I think people have learned that now. Um, right. And I also don't write anything that I would consider too controversial, to be honest. You know, I I don't go looking for a fight. I guess. Right, yeah, and there's people who, like, there, there is, like, um, people who kind of, like, and it's not even, it's, it's mostly, it's mostly, like, uh, mostly guys who do it, a lot of guys kind of ask for, to get hate in the comments, like, when somebody just randomly, what I hate the most is, like, people who randomly go on Twitter, and they'll just announce that some movie is better than the other movie, and then they leave, and I'm like, you know that's gonna, what's that gonna, what that's gonna cause, and stuff yeah. like that, like, you know, like, why are you trying to be so confrontational right now, you know, I'm a, the way I am is I go on social media, I say what movie I like, what movie I dislike, that's it, you know what I mean, if you have something to say about it, whatever, you know, um, yeah, and that's how it is, and stuff like that, but, like, um, I noticed that, like, it's crazy because like, I, I noticed that like for females it's so it's just so much harder and i um as someone as, as someone who grew up with a single mother and i see how much like how much she has to you have to it's it's sad but women have to do so much more to kind of stand their ground and stuff and i remember last year when everyone was kind of like so upset at brie larson for what she said about you know about about press and stuff like that and then like but then there's moments where you go on, you go on, you go on, like, if you go to a press line for, like, one of those big movies, like, I remember, like, someone posted a picture of the, uh, the, the press, the press line for the Irishman, it was just white males, you know, just men, you know what I mean? There's no women, no women of color, like, no one there, you know what I'm saying? So, it's just a lot of, um, it's tough, because it feels like, 
as a female critic, you have to you have to do much so much more to kind of stick to kind of you know to have your foot on the ground and people to respect your opinions. And I think that, that that's like bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of this is kind of like the industry as well because you know, right. like, like you said about Brie Larson, like the ki- the amount of I've seen some horrible comments that she gets, like horrible. And it's like, do you guys like know what you're saying? And obviously, obviously, these are like the, the so-called fans on, on Twitter and stuff. But like, it's kind of like, what? Why is she in this position? Like, you know, like when she was Captain Marvel, I've never seen someone get that much hate. And like, oh yeah, aggressive hate. Like, it's like she's a fictional character, guys. Where you like calm down. Mm-hmm. And you know, you saw um, was it Kelly Marie Tran got bullied off Twitter as well? Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. And you just think, guys, it's come on, like it's. It's really pathetic. I know that, you know, that there are loads of films that I don't like, you know, even films that, you know, were really popular on on film Twitter that I don't like, but I'm not going to go after, like, the actors and start giving them shit for it. Like, I've never understood that. It's baffling, and I feel like that's one of the toxic parts of the industry, that 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 can happen, I guess. It's It's not nice. No, it, it isn't. It's very sad too because, like, um, you see, like, uh, when you see, like, well, a lot of women have to like delete their twitters and their stuff. And I don't know. I think, like, I don't know how Twitter hasn't like realized that they have to step up their like, like, kind of like, cause like it's kind of made for bullying. You know what I mean? Like, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, you, you can delete comments, you can mute, you can like silence people, you can stop comments from your posts. You you can't do anything any of that on Twitter. So it's kind of like made. It's like it's made by bullies sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I can't hide comments, I can't hide rude comments. Like I'm posting um right now at the end of the year, the beginning of 2020, and right now it's all like our our award stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm, we're posting all of our um. As a group, the way that works is that we, as a group, would vote as a group on movies and stuff like that individually first. Like, so what I would like for the, the way our our awards thing is, is that like when I, I go in the group chat and I will all will like all of us will talk and I say, okay, guys, let's let's figure out what's the uh, let's say uh, costume design of the year. Give me five options, and then we'll see which ones has the most options, and that's how we'll get our five for the for the final vote of the awards. You know what I mean? So not everyone has seen everything, you know. So there's a lot of movies that do, that does get the axe because maybe like me and two three other people from the group would see it, but then everybody else can't really have opinion because they didn't see it. And then I remember last year when I first did the awards thing, we were getting so many comments about like movies that wasn't in the lineup and i'm like dude it's not like it's just like it's what we've seen like you don't have to be you don't have to be gross about it you know what i mean like people are just so toxic nowadays that you can't even like have a fun thing like a like a voting like vote for some awards without people kind of getting getting over like get, get can't get over themselves you know so um yeah. do you ever when you're on um so when you actually have when you when you watch a lot of like you know what happens with like females in the industry we saw the whole thing with like i think it was the golden globes with like no female directors or whatever like that um and stuff do you ever feel is there ever any moments where you feel like kind of giving up because like you see kind of the um you see kind of the discourse that females get in this industry i think for me um maybe at one point i would I really just want to keep going because the only way that we can sort of have change is if we stay strong and you know and, and keep doing what we love most right and I feel like you know you said that you 
grew up in a single parent household. I'm, my my mum was a single mum too. So, you know, I, I obviously with, with me being a woman too, I kind of learned a lot from her. And I feel quite empowered by the fact that she basically raised me practically on her own for most of my life, right? Um, and you know what? I just think that if I just continue doing what I'm doing and just speak my mind and stand my ground and reach out as much as I can, then I'm just doing my best. And I want to be a positive role model for any other aspiring female critics out there. That's kind of what I want to do. You know, and I feel like I don't want to give up just because there are some idiots out there. Not anymore. I mean, maybe maybe at some point, but I just want to just stay strong and, and, and empower others to, to do the same, you know? It's, well, that's it, great. Yeah. It's a nice thing to take away from it, I think. No, that's great. It's great to hear. It's great to see that. Um, that that's the that's the stuff that I really love to see is the uh, the women who are rising up and trying to fight this kind of system and whatnot. Like I I remember uh, a few um there was this this was this was crazy. I remember uh, one of my it wasn't a it was like an acquaintance at work you know coworker. He, uh, I told him to listen to the podcast, you know, just to see what your, what his thoughts are, right? And um, there was a show that I did a few months ago where it was three women and it was just me, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, oh, I listen to that show, you know, sometimes you want to make sure that you get, like, a good balance, maybe, like, three guys and one girl and, like, four guys and maybe, like, one girl, but, like, you can't have two, you can't have, like, three girls and then just you. I was like, why? That makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, it's so crazy, and I'm like, dude, that that's just, like, that's sad that, that, that the world has to be like that right now, you know what I mean? Where, where people, people think that the normal idea is that it needs to be things need to be more male dominant, you know, and I think that's, that's such bullshit. I think women have such uh, an incredible space in this industry. I think, and I, and I, I completely love what um Bianca's doing um, with that um in their own league and stuff like that. I absolutely adore that. And I'm so happy for her and everyone on that, on, the, on that side of things, you know, because like, I've seen people who are mad at her for kind of going the all female route as far as for like a, a website and stuff, you know? And I'm like, no, screw that. You know what I mean? That's, that's their thing. That's what they wanted. That's what they got to do. So stuff like that. I really, really commend. I commend like, like art, like, you know, um, sources like jump cut online who does have a strong female presence and stuff. I'm definitely trying to do my best at having like we have right now. I think we, we have like about six females on our, on our end. So, um, I'm definitely into like, as we get further, people who are kind of people who are kind of opening opening themselves up to more women in the industry because that's what we need. I I believe you know. Yeah, no, and I mean, like you said, I'm a massive fan of it in their own league. I'm actually one of their patrons. You know, I'm I'm really passionate about it, and I feel like B's doing an amazing job with that. Right? Um, it's so great. I mean, th there's so many cool things out there, like female dominated websites, and they're they're all over the place, and I love it. <laughs> I want to support as many people as I can. If I'm quite honest with you. Um, yeah, exactly. Same here, you know. Yeah, I just feel like seeing the people that I do every day, you know, there's loads of people that I absolutely love. You know, I don't want to name too many names in case I forget people because it, be, it would be quite embarrassing. But um, a lot of my friends on Twitter are, are women and I've met a lot of them in real life. You know, I, I organize meetups in London every now and then. I want to do more this coming year. And I just feel like I just think we can make it so positive. It doesn't have to be negative. And it's got to the point now when it, in regards to hate that, at one point, I would have lashed out and got angry and, you know, caused drama. But now I just block people. And, like, I know people have a – they don't like the block button. But why would I want to waste my energy on somebody who's going to talk to me like that, right? I just exactly. don't – Exactly. Exactly. 
they can't have a proper argument with me. They're just going to insult me. Then I just really can't be bothered. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's great to see what B's doing over there and stuff too. It's great to see what you're doing right now. What a lot of other I know um I know uh Zoe is like working up on her on uh, her podcast again and stuff too. Yeah. Um and everyone, you know, I'm always excited to have uh, I'm always excited to hear more female vo- uh, voices. I wish we had a lot of more female podcasts and stuff. I definitely try to like search for them out, especially in film because the film is a very scary place for women to get into for some reason because like it's so dominant and whatnot. You know what I mean? Um, and then like you know, as far as the uh, the Golden Globes, the excuse of like oh you know there wasn't a lot of female directed movies that were great this year. I'm like that is that's baffling you know that's crazy bullshit because like there's like there was at least like there's there's uh an abundance of great female directed films from last year from this year coming up i'm so happy that all of the uh superhero films this year is directed by women i'm so excited and stuff to see that but um things like things like what you're doing and things like what other people was doing things like what what b is doing with on on her end with all of these like um amazing female film critics is really really great so i'm definitely excited to see more out of everyone and whatnot so i'm excited for what this year has to come for all of you guys so um one of the uh main things i wanted to get into lastly was um mental health uh you seem to deal with a lot of uh that on a personal level whether it is anxiety we talked about it a little bit earlier or something deeper and i just want to talk about that a little bit how tough is it to run uh the blog have fans but also deal with the mental self on the side do you take a lot of time for yourself uh here and there and stuff i try to that's one of the things i want to do this year i want to practice more self-care because it's so important um and i feel like having this kind of anxiety disorder I, I think that's the right word um and sort of trying to run a blog at the same time i'm constantly worried about a negative backlash about you know opening my phone and i have about 50 messages telling me to go like you know to, to whatever um and i think mm-hmm. a, a lot of that stems from like my experience in high school was that i was bullied a lot like i was in high school, I wasn't really quite sure who I was, and I was trying to, like, you know, I was a bit of a nerd, I was a bit of an emo kid, I would, I wasn't sure about my sexuality for a little while, I thought I was a lesbian, turns out I wasn't, you know, I, and I'm, I'm come to be bisexual now, but, you know, I was very confused, and I was very vulnerable, and I think people kind of, um, you know, took advantage of that, and, you know, they would say really awful things to me, you would get all the, the homophobic slurs, you get all that, you'd get, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'd be called, um, you know, Ugly Betty because that was a, a you know popular TV show at the time, and I looked like Ugly Betty because I had big glasses and dark hair, whatever. Mm. Um, and you know, yeah, and I just feel like I'm scared that that's going to happen again. Mm. I guess even in my adult life, and even though all these losers, you know, I see them on Facebook and they're doing nothing with their lives, you know, like it's I'm scared. It's, I'm scared this is going to repeat itself, and people are going to keep are going to bully me off off Twitter. That's one mm. of my biggest anxious fears. I think rationally, I don't think it's going to happen. But deep down, I'm like, oh, God, what if it does? You know, mm-hmm. like, I right. don't want to put in that position again because I was I was so so sad in school. I hated I hated going to school. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the that was one of the tough. That was one of those, like, really, really tough moments in your life was like high school and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a case for a lot of creatives. Right. I feel like you know a lot of the people a lot of my friends a lot of my friends especially the ones who are, are alternative so like like zoe for example you know she's very like you know horror culture like sort of like gothy culture like you know really cool i think she looks fabulous but you know there are people that would give her shit for 
for the tattoos and whatever because people are idiots and, mm-hmm. pe- and people don't like a style that isn't like mainstream right um and I feel I got a lot of that because I was big on like you know emo fashion I used to listen to like you know my chemical romance and I used to listen to all that and and it's just stupid that you're bullied for like what you're into and right. I guess I guess you see that a little bit on Twitter but not to the same extent you know the people getting hate for like what films they like and stuff but it's it's a shame it has to become so personal um yeah I agree because like I mean I um growing up i was the same way you know in a lot of in a lot of aspects as far as for school um in episode one i was talking about how in high school listen i was not into what everyone was into like i said i was not into sports i was not into hip-hop i was not into uh all that stuff i listened to all those music i listened to every single genre every single one it's on my it's on my it's on my spotify every single drama you can think of i mean i mean genre you can think of is on my my um my spotify and i was always kind of picked on for that my chemical romance was on my big my big big favorite bands green day i love all of them and stuff and i was always very very ridiculed in high school for for that um high school was tough for me too especially when you wanted when you didn't really know what you like what you wanted as as someone especially high school you deal with a lot high school is like where you deal with like where you want to be in life where you want to go after this just a sexuality are you into like what are you really into because you, you don't really know unless you, until you get out of there you know what i mean so um yeah, I definitely, I definitely can relate. I definitely understand as far as where you're coming from. It's very, very tough. Um, did it get better as you got when you got out of high school, like into college and stuff? Yeah, you know what? It was weird because I thought this was just going to be my life, and people were just going to give me shit and whatever. But honestly, when I so in in the UK, we um, we have what we call like sixth form or sixth form college, which is like before like university. So I went there. Um, and it was amazing. I went there in like in, in, in the big city near my, um, my hometown, Newcastle, that's where I, um, went. And then I went on to Oxford to do, um, all that stuff at uni and mm. both of those experiences, everyone was so nice. And I think maybe it's because those people wanted to be there. They wanted to have an education. Whereas in school, people have to be there cause it's the law, right? <laughs> you know what I feel like when you're in, when you're surrounded by fellow creators, when you're surrounded by, um, film fans and all these things you kind of find your people I guess and that's where I found a lot of my friends in in that environment and it was just it was really nice it, it no, did that's get, good. it's nice <laughs> yeah so that, that that's good that it got a little better um for you and stuff like that as time went on you know um yeah. That's what I'm noticing as far as for you. Like as time goes on, you do of course you have these kind of hiccups in life where things kind of fall flat and you kind of like don't know where you want to be. But uh, you know, it's good to know that after kind of one of one of what what was a rough time in high school, it got a little bit better as you got into university. So that's pretty good um, to hear and stuff like that. You know. Um, so lastly, um, before we get off the air and stuff like that on this on this episode, um, what's next for you? Where do you want to be? Where like where you'll be the happiest Lucy you can be possibly? Um, where do you want to? Where do you see yourself in like five years and stuff? Do you want to keep going with the uh, with the uh, you know the blog and all that stuff? Do you see yourself kind of do something more? Where do you what do you think? Yeah, I think I. You know, I'm, I'm very content with where the blog is. I'd like to take it further, but I'm very happy with the community that I have. I like my job. I would love to pursue a career in film journalism if I can get there. I mean, you know, like professionally. That would be something I would love to do. Um, obviously, I want, to, I want to buy a house. That's a big adult responsibility, right? Um, it's all these little things. It's, it's kind of things that 
future because in in five years you know i'm i'm nearly going to be 30 and that's terrifying yeah 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 same same here i'm 25 now so i know <laughs> um it's nuts it, you yeah, know, it is. like the future and i'm thinking about all these really scary boring adult things but you kind of have to think that um, yeah i know yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's, uh, you know, it's good. I think, you know, I absolutely adore you as a person. I, I, I really do hope nothing but the best happens to you going forward. Um, I know you'll get there to where you want to, where you want to be, like where you'll, like where you want to be is actually the place that where you want to be in that moment in time. Um, things will happen. Of course, our, our thoughts will get the best of us. You know, I'm sure it'll happen to um, you and I both a lot this year, you know, as we get closer to those older ages and stuff like that, you know, so it happens, you know? Um, and, and like last, my last question is when are you getting to Hollywood? What's going on? <laughs> Soon, hopefully. <laughs> There's this big running joke that I have to go, and I think when I finally do, like Twitter's gonna love it. So, <laughs> like it's gonna explode. Twitter, everything. <laughs> when... Yeah, like Kim Kardashian <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah, like when 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 Lucy finally gets to Hollywood, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a a, a volcano erupting or something. <laughs> and I have to change my Twitter bio. Yeah, yeah. Lucy. And, made... and I'm like, oh god. Lucy made it to Hollywood. That's going to be the next blog and stuff. And you're finally going to be there for like a month or something. And then something's going to pop off. But, um, um, yeah, listen, um, with that, with that being said, Lucy, I really do appreciate you coming on today and kind of giving, uh, giving your thoughts out there and giving how you've been feeling as of late and stuff, um, out there to the world and being so open with me. Um, you know, so I really do appreciate it. Um, how you feeling? Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no, thank you for this. I, I hope I didn't offend anybody or say anything bad. I don't think I did, but, you know, I hope people enjoyed this and I would love some feedback if people want to tweet me. So, yeah, no, th thank you so much for having me on. It was it was really nice to talk about all this. Yeah, yeah of course. Anytime, um, anytime. What I, what I want to do for these shows is that in a year from now, I want to um, do another one where to kind of see where you are from in a year from now and see what happens and stuff like that. Um <laughs> So I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I know there's going to be nothing but good things coming up for you, whether it's like for the uh, for your blog, whether it's for Jump Cut, whether it's for App the Flicks, whether it's for your own personal podcasts and stuff. I'm excited to see where the future holds for you. Um, and yeah, so keep showing keep showing that face because you are gorgeous, and I'm glad I'm glad um, you're comfortable with that, and you're and you're kind of um, getting more and more comfortable with yourself and stuff on social media. So keep 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 killing them, killing the trolls and all that stuff. So good for you i'm happy for you um with that being said everyone that is it uh that is our episode second episode of let's talk thank you guys for joining us thank you guys for listening um thank you guys for thank you guys for hearing more of my story a little bit but mostly hearing uh lucy's story um i really appreciate it and yeah lucy let everyone know where they can follow you yeah uh, it's at lgth blog on twitter instagram and facebook yeah that's where i am <laughs> Alrighty, and as far as for me, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Cinemaniac94, Instagram, Cinemaniac1994. You can follow the page everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, at Cinemania World. That's where we're at. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, that is it. My name is Dwayne. That was the wonderful Lucy once again. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>